1: Six foot six above sea level. I grab the mic because I like to take it to another mental level. Low no power frequency, radio modulation. The big sound from underground. We bring the truth to places truth is never heard before. We bring the sound communication of our tribal war. Dark
0: begin... Good afternoon, Madison. You're listening to WORT 89.9 FM. I'm your host, Ali Maldro. This is a public affair. And today we are talking about Madison Metropolitan School District's next superintendent. February, after in February after three years in the job, Dr. Carlton Jenkins announced that he would be leaving MMSD. Currently, Lisa Quifstad is serving as interim superintendent, and the board which, full disclosure, I'm a member of, is searching for our next superintendent. Mike Herding is former Chief of Staff at MMSD and is helping the school board hire our next superintendent. Sylvia Flowers is the Managing Director of Talent Acquisition and Executive Search and has been a member of Alma Advisory Group since 2020. She has led and supported many of Alma's executive searches during that time. Welcome to the air, Mike. How are you doing today?
1: Great. Uh, thank you for having me. I'm so excited to talk about the work we're doing for our next uh, to select our next superintendent.
0: I'm so grateful to have you here, and I felt like that bio does not do your your body of work uh, in education justice. You have been with this district in so many roles in so many different leadership capacities for decades. Um, so you really are. You know, an expert on MMSD and a person who like loves MMSD with your whole heart, um, and kind of rises to the occasion anytime we ask you to do anything. So I'm grateful for you on a lot of levels, but very grateful that you're going to be part of this conversation today, Mike Harding.
1: Thank you so much. And um, you're you're right. I do love MMSD, and having been an East Side principal and a West Side principal and an assistant superintendent of the elementary schools and. Chief of Operations and Chief of Staff. Um, I'm delighted to be back uh, helping MMSD again.
0: You cannot quit. You cannot retire. I've watched you come out of retire a bit. I want to say like three or four times. This is the third time. Um, And that's just since I've known you. Sylvia, I don't know you as well as I know Mike, um, but you have, I've gotten to know you through the search process and the, the work of Alma, and I'm so excited that our district gets to work with you all. Uh, what does it mean for you to, to get to work with Madison, or what has it been like for you to, to get this search started here in Madison?
2: Uh, thanks, Ali. Um, thank you again for the opportunity to talk to you and all the listeners today. It is, uh, it's been a pleasure to work with the district and with the board and with Mike over the last few months to plan out um, our search. And we are, I've never been to Madison, so I'm actually really excited to come on site in October. And we'll talk about that in a little bit. But um, this community, from what I can tell so far, cares so much about public education, and we cannot wait to deeply engage the community um, in October when we're there.
0: Thank you for so much for foreshadowing that you all are coming to Madison. You're going to hear from the community around the search. This is another opportunity for folks who are out there listening to ask questions about the search, to give your input about what you're looking for from the next superintendent, uh, to comment on, you know, what, what you want for leadership for MMSD. So the number is 608-256-2001. Give us a call. We will patch you through. Huge shout out to our team today, Shali Pittman and Jade. Um, uh, for for making, you know, a public affair happen. Uh, could not could not do this with without y'all. So if you want to join the conversation, they will patch you through. The number is 608-256-2001. Also huge shout out to Nate, our engineer, um, for, for keeping us on the air. Definitely you know, key player, utility player when it comes to comes to the radio is the engineer. I wanna ask you, Mike, you've done a couple of these searches. What makes this search unique? What makes this current moment for MMSD unique in terms of the the search for our next executive leader?
1: I think one of the things that stands out to me is our Board of Education's commitment to really engaging um, Madison's stakeholders. And I mean in ways that we haven't in the past, and I mean really a sincere engagement strategy to really hear from all corners of MMSD and just that commitment to make sure that as we select the new superintendent that we're really getting a lot of community input.
0: If folks are out there, Mike, and they're wondering, how do I make sure my voice is part of this search? How do I make sure that my kid and my, my family and the educators that I know are are represented um, in, in the conversation about what we're looking for from our next superintendent? Well, How can people get involved?
1: Well, I, I'll begin, and then I'll let Sylvia take over. But I think, first of all, uh, we do have a, a website um, on the, that's accessible from the main MMSD website. And you'll notice when you access that, that that we do have a survey. And so I know that we've had many people fill out that survey. So that's one positive way that uh, you can provide input. Um, the second way is, as uh, Sylvia previously mentioned, we do have three uh, input sessions coming up in October. They're October 2nd, October 3rd, and October 4th. And those will be an opportunity at 6 o'clock in the evening to come and meet directly with the ELMA Advisory Group to let us know um, what you love most about MMSD. And I think I'll, I'll pause here and let uh, Sylvia uh, add into that, um, let me just state that the session on October 2nd is at our Holtzman building on Holtzman Road, and on the 3rd, we're at the La Follette High School, and on the 4th, we're at Vail Phillips Memorial High School. So, uh, Sylvia, if you want to add on to what I've said. and
2: I would love to. So we're pleased to partner with um, MMSD, partly because we love listening to the community. So, you know, in our our philosophy is that everyone has equal value and that our strength really comes from listening thoughtfully and um, helping us craft together what the job profile for the superintendent will be based on the input of the community and the board. Um, You know, we want to listen and learn, and these opportunities either through the survey or through the um, in-person community sessions will help us really shape um, what the profile looks like, as well as the selection process uh, going forward. So um, we don't have to generate all of the ideas about Uh, what the next superintendent looks like. We want to hear from the community. um, What is most important to parents, to staff, to uh, students even? We want to hear from students um, about what they're looking for in the next leader. So thank you.
0: I, I think that's one of the reasons you stood out to the Board of Education was that you all had a, a really passionate commitment to hearing from our community and to having expansive opportunities for all kinds of folks to engage in, in this process. Um, what are the kinds of accommodations that will happen so that, you know, a, a really diverse group of people have access to participating in our superintendent search? And I'll, I'll start with you, Sylvia, we'll bounce over to Mike if there's a little more to talk about.
2: Yes, we've been collaborating a lot on this and trying to make sure that our locations are accessible, that we are set up to support parents with children who may be coming to the sessions. Um, we're hoping to have childcare in the evenings for parents who need to bring their children with them We will have translation services, we will have support for students with disabilities to stay engaged and uh, be able to participate. Um, We know that, um, you know, the answers come from those that are closest to the work and closest to, um, uh, well, they will elicit more of the solutions. than we could ever think of so we've definitely been generating a long list of people to support us in this process people that are going to help us spread the word to make sure that we're touching all parts of the community and in those three days that we're on site um we are not you know fixed in one place we will go where the people are um, during the daytime before our sessions if we need to. Thank Mike, you, what would you add?
1: Oh, I would just add a couple of things. Um, uh, and the, the accessibility is really important to us. So I would also add that we're going to have American Sign Language interpreting at the meeting. And we're also looking at making sure that um, the sites are physically accessible in any, close to the parking. So for instance, at the Holtzman Building, in the rear parking lot the entrance is very very close to where people would come in and at the high schools and we're excited that our community will get to see some of the wonderful um, changes that have happened as a result of the referendum at La Follette and Phillips but again we're having the initial uh, start session fairly close to where people will access uh, parking and totally accessible without having to use an elevator and so um, we are working really hard to make this a, a positive experience and one that everybody can attend.
0: I I so greatly appreciate you speaking to the sign language interpretation because that was a really, uh, that was a passion point for how this process would happen for board member Nikki VanderMulen, who really um, was was committed to to making sure that, uh, folks with disabilities had full access to participating in this search um, and had their, their voices heard. If you're just tuning in, you're listening to WORT 89.9 FM Madison. I'm your host, Ali Muldrow. This is a public affair. Quick reminder, we are talking about the superintendent search with Mike Herning and Sylvia Flowers, our, our search firm and uh, the, the liaison to the search for our next superintendent. Um, I'm Ali Muldrow. I'm also a member of the Madison Metropolitan School District's Board of Education. If you have questions about the search or comments about what you want from our next superintendent, now is a good time to talk about it. The number is 608-256-2001. We would love to hear from you. I'm going to dive back into the conversation. Sylvia, you have managed searches across the country um, for Alma over the course of the last few years. What are some things that really stand out to you about finding the the right fit for a specific community? So it, it doesn't seem like you know, the superintendent is a really intense job, it's a really visible job, and different people want different things from their superintendent. Teachers want different things than families. Young people want want different things than maybe some of our, our senior citizens. Um, there's a lot of, of people asking a lot of, of a person in this particular role, how do you find the right fit for a community like Madison?
2: For Alma Advisory Group, <clears throat> that is why the community engagement portion of our search process is so important we want to get really really clear on the competencies that people are asking for Um, and so using the survey data using the conversations from our focus groups and community meetings we hope to synthesize and distill what those important skill sets are that inform the job description. And that forms the basis of our recruitment process and then the selection process going forward. Having that clarity um, really helps us work with our clients to design a process that meets their needs and helps us source candidates that are aligned to those competencies. And we'll keep coming back to those competencies at every step of the process because it really helps us mitigate the bias that comes. We all have bias, but that clarity helps us stay focused on what's most important. Um, You know, we will hear a lot of different voices. We hope to hear a lot of different stories and lived experiences from these conversations. And we use that information to help design the interview process and some of the selection um, uh, criteria that we use. How do candidates respond to some of these um, examples that we're able to leverage, and how do they show up um, aligned to those competencies uh, that allow us to know that they are ready to do the job in Madison?
1: The, the one thing that that I would add um, and kind of expand on is. Uh, when Dr. Jenkins resigned, the board had to make a decision. Uh, did we want to try to have someone in place for this current school year and do a, a really um, quick...
0: An expedited search. Expedited search.
1: <laughs> or did we w- want to have an interim superintendent and take the entire year to really get the right person in place? And I am uh, feel blessed that our board decided to do... Um, the regular kind of search process that really gives us a nice amount of time to really hear from our community on what they're seeking and providing that input to the board. And so I'm, I'm so fortunate that um, we have an interim superintendent um, who knows the district and is uh, keeping things in good shape and will help transition to the new superintendent.
0: Huge shout out to, to Lisa Kipstad, our, our interim superintendent. We absolutely are, are incredibly fortunate to have her at the wheel um, over the course of the next year while we while we engage in the search. Sylvia, I, I want to ask you about kind of the diversity of the pool in terms of, you know, candidates uh, applying to be superintendent. It's no secret to you um, that when you look at leadership roles within education, um, they have been dominated throughout history by white folks, by, by white men particularly. Um, that LGBTQ community has been left out of the opportunity to lead. Neurodivergent and folks with disabilities have been left out of the opportunity to lead. Women and particularly women of color um, have been left out of the opportunity to lead. What do you all do to uh, address that dynamic and and to Make sure uh, that uh, no matter what a person's identity, if they are qualified to to do this role and capable of doing it well, uh, that that they that they know that they are welcomed in Madison and that they can they can get this job.
2: Well, that's a great question, and you may know that Alma Advisory Group is, um, I guess, in the in the. The big scheme, fairly new player in the executive search and superintendent search. And what we have been able to do is really really focus on, again, it goes back to the clarity of the competencies and mitigating bias in our process first. And um, just to share some data with you, since we've been um, conducting executive searches, the number of candidates or the percentage of candidates who've emerged as finalists in our searches who are people of color um, is nearly 70%. And we find that that clarity around the competencies really allows leaders of all genders, of all races, of all ethnicities to demonstrate their skills and experiences and we find that they they rise to the top and they make it through our selection process at greater rates than they would have. If you are not focused on mitigating bias, if that makes sense, that, um, that
0: absolutely makes sense. But I think the how you mitigate bias mm-hmm. is is important because. Organizations have been trying to mitigate bias uh, for decades. Um, I I like to think of of the symphony as this example where there was this practice of blind auditions, and they realized actually that a blind audition wasn't enough, that you could hear the sounds of different people's shoes in the hallways, and that women were still being discriminated against um, based on the sound their high heel made in the hallway. So they had to go a step further than a, a blind audition. What what is the what are the tools you use to mitigate bias? Bias is a, a heavily pronounced dynamic within education.
2: Mm mm-hmm. So first and foremost, we don't have like a lookbook of people who are currently looking for superintendency. So we don't have just a a packet of resumes of folks that we know have been superintendents and who are looking for the next superintendency we are constantly recruiting and sourcing candidates who may or may not be looking for a position so i think um, the phrase that i like to use is always be sourcing we are always sourcing throughout our process so even when once the job description is launched once we start some initial interviews We are continuing to pound the pavement um, to uncover high potential leaders um, who may not be known, uh, who may not be known entities. Um, And so what we find is we're bringing people who are, um, may have been looked over or not even considered um, because of uh, where they are, where they've worked, what their resume looks like. As you know, there are many points where bias can come in. Um, and we are looking for competencies and relevant experiences that are transferable into these roles. Um, if we feel that our pool is not diverse enough, we will keep, source, keep sourcing. Um, we know there are qualified candidates in education, um, and uh, we have some absolutely great recruiters who are having conversations um, as soon as we know about a position.
0: I so greatly appreciate your your answer, and also I think having a, a really thorough conversation about what does it mean to make sure that all kinds of people from all walks of life with all kinds of identities um, can see themselves in a leadership role in this in this community. I I think about times where folks have been really proud of the diversity of a pool um, and said things to me like, "Oh, we've got a few people of color and we've got a few women." And then I asked, "Do we have any women of color?" You know. Um, because that that's how I identify. You can you can be both things at once. Um, And and people say, oh, not this time, you know. Um, And so I guess, how do you know a pool is diverse enough? How do you how do you know that uh, you have an expansive and inclusive enough reach um, to make sure that that the right people are at the table and that identity is not uh, a, a hindrance in engaging in this process?
2: Well, I'm not sure if we have a magic number um, on what the the right number of candidates are for a position, um, but we, you know, we want to tell the story of Madison. We want to tell the story of uh, what makes this district special. Why someone would should be interested in working here. Uh, we also are want to be really honest about what some of the challenges are. What some of the things, uh, what some of the big rocks are that they may have to tackle, um, because we want to make sure that they're up for the job, um, and we hope um, that through these honest conversations that we're able to attract people, who uh, who can meet the needs of this community. We tend to find that those conversations and, and each step of our interview process allows us to learn more and more about a person's um, skill set and, and readiness for the work. Um, and we keep sourcing to make sure that we have uh, a pool that is representative of not only the students but also the community members and the the interests and needs that have come out through our early engagement. And we know that the story of Madison is going to resonate with people, even if they didn't know that they were looking for a job in Madison. Well
0: that's pretty exciting to hear. And <laughs> and I think there's there's a lot of of opportunity and potential when you're doing a, a nationwide search. Um to, to really have uh, an, uh, an expansive relationship with who all can be included or who all has the potential to lead in this way. If you're just tuning in, you're listening to A Public Affair on WORT 89.9 FM Madison. My name is Ali Muldrow, and today we're talking about the search for a new MMSD superintendent with former chief of staff, Mike Herding, and Sylvia Flowers from Alma Advisory Group. If you would like to join the conversation, give us a call at 608-256-2001. Mike, I I imagine that you are part of the reason you're involved and and a key player in this search is because you know Madison well and have known Madison for a long time. Madison is in a really different place uh, right now than it was five years ago. you know, in terms of the conversation around sustainability, in terms of the conversation around resources, uh, we need a, a leader who can really rise to the occasion of this moment uh, post pandemic. What are what are the things that you feel like you're you're hoping our our community is aware of going into this search um, that are really different than than other searches that you've done?
1: I think uh, one of the Um, you know, I think Madison is still a very exciting place to be and a lot of wonderful things about our school district. I think one of the challenges that the next superintendent will face that continues to become more complex is the declining resources in the district and at the same time still being able to um, make sure that every child is achieving. And also, of course, uh, we've come out of a pandemic, and so we need somebody that can help make sure that we're taking care of the social, emotional well-being of all of our students. So I think that th- that th- those pieces, and then there's some other pieces like, um, you know, just public schools in general, taking care of our staff so that people want to continue to do the great work. Teachers, principals, schools change lives. And... It's the best work that there is. I
0: appreciate that you emphasize staff as something that is different in this search. Not necessarily because I think educators are always important, and if you have a superintendent that doesn't value educators, that doesn't value teachers, um, you don't you don't value our, our students, um, because our, our young people really rely on great educators, on great principals, uh, to make to make learning happen. But this is different. We have a nationwide teacher shortage. Um, we have, you know, kind of inflation at the highest it's been since the Great Depression. Um, the the superintendent who's coming into this moment is going to be up against some really unique challenges that are specific to this moment. Sylvia, can you talk a little bit about what it looks like to find uh, the kind of talent that can can meet a moment as unique as this, where it's at, um, and and promote the the best outcomes for young people and educators.
2: Yeah, I love that question, and I think it goes back to you know as we were talking about sourcing, um, we will we cast a wide net, right? We are open to the experiences of educators nationwide. Um, and what will transfer to the needs of the Madison community. Um, I think, you know, again, we're not going to just rely on known entities. There are some unknown, untapped potential leaders who are ready for the challenge. Um, What I think this means for the system and the organization is really making sure that the Board of Education is clear about a candidate's strengths as well as their opportunities to grow in this role. Um, You know, sometimes our clients use the term unicorn. Well, we know that no person is perfect um, and that we hope that this board and this community will um, wrap their arms around this next leader and help them be successful. building on their strengths but also supporting them as they learn and grow in this role Um, maybe they've had prior superintendent experiences but it might be in a totally different context and what does it mean in Madison and how do you help that person understand the uniqueness and the potential and the history and the legacy of Madison and how they fit into this work and it is community work it does not rest solely on one person there are a network of stakeholders and community members that are all invested in making sure that this district um, meets the needs of students and so while the superintendent is like the ceo of the organization that is why we want everyone's sort of initial input and, and buy-in to what this, this next journey looks like, this next phase of the journey looks like.
0: I think of the executive leadership roles in a lot of organizations, like being the, the front man in a band, right? You're the person mm-hmm. who's out front singing, and we're the crowd to decide to throw apples, um, you're the person who is going to get hit. Uh, there are great moments in, in having that kind of leadership role, and there are incredibly challenging moments in that and that kind of leadership role. And I think one of the most important parts of that job is the band that's playing behind you. Um, so the people that maybe our community is less familiar with, but the people who really make uh, make it work, really, really make sure that the the district is is running and that our, our community can can rely on us and can rely on the quality of our work. Um Mike I want to I want to ask you a little bit about how how you know that a, a superintendent is going to assemble a team that works well for Madison um and how that factors into the search process if a lot of the job is putting the right people in the right places in terms of leadership and administration um how do we tease out that somebody has those those skills
1: uh, that's really an, an excellent question and um, it's one of the um, questions that I've over the years really been thinking a lot about is like what makes a superintendent a right match or a right fit for a, a particular district and and I think one of the things that is really critical is we've talked a lot about uh, engagement of our community and I also want to talk about engagement uh, of our staff and so along with um, reaching out to, the community and working really hard while also working with our uh, senior leadership staff our um, site leaders and all others that make the work happen every day to get their input as well in what they believe our next superintendent needs and so through the work that Alma's doing with combining not only the community input but also the MMSD staff input and I mean all of our MMSD staff um, will help determine that there's that right fit. Um, it's hard to be a superintendent of a school, and Madison is a complex district. Um, but it's a great place to be, and I just have great uh, confidence and hope that we'll find the right uh, superintendent and help the board to make a great selection. Um, those are the things that come to the top of my mind.
0: Yeah, I wanna I wanna pivot and ask Sylvia a similar question in terms of when you're when you're finding uh, the right superintendent. How do you gauge um, that that person's ability to work well with the team to to create an administrative team that that functions well and creates a, a culture of leadership that serves our community well?
2: Well, I hope that that is area that rises to the top on our comp- on our list of competencies when we complete our community engagement i have no doubt some form of team leadership and management um, will be a part of that job description um, because this person is the leader of a a system that is made up of thousands of employees um, what we will want to do throughout our process is Get examples of their experience doing that, and that could look um, that could look uh, look like many different things um, in the interview process. So we would want to hear examples of when they've had difficult experiences leading or managing a team, when they've had successful experiences leading and managing a team. We want to actually know, has the person been a learner? What have you learned from these experiences? How has it shaped your leadership? What might you do differently going forward? Um, again, we're looking for not a um, you know a presidential speech of what they would do. We want to see what have they done? What are those demonstrated skills and experiences that have shaped them as a leader that they would bring to this organization? Um, You know, I think that is how we sort of, at each step of our selection process, get to know a candidate and get to understand what are those transferable experiences that are gonna be a good fit for the Madison School District and community.
0: If folks, you know, wanna participate in in this and they end up, you know, attending a a listening session or going to parts of the, the superintendent's day in the district, are there things that you think the community should be looking for from candidates? Are there things that um, key, key phrases or, or key mm-hmm. kind of experiences that indicate this person is a good team player, this person um, works well with others, this person values communication? How, do, how, how will communica- community members be able to recognize those skill sets in a candidate?
2: So we haven't gotten to this part of our process yet with our search committee members, but we will want to co-create the selection process with you um, and create those opportunities for various stakeholders to meet candidates. Um, Typically in an ALMA process, we want anyone who is involved in interviewing to first go through our anti-bias training. We want people to be grounded in the competencies. We want people to be aware of their own implicit biases and we wanna create a culture where the interview teams can challenge one another and listen for uh, what sounds like bias, what sounds like um, fit or subjective criteria and really looking for the evidence that someone can do the job. Um, you know, you don't have to be a flashy spokesperson um, to do this job. We're looking for the demonstrated skill set first and foremost. Before we allow, you know, the more subjective things to come in, we know we all come into um, into this world with our own biases, and so we want to help anyone who's going to be a part of the interview process set those aside and really listen for evidence first and foremost um so i don't know what the answer is to what they're looking for yet once we define the competencies then we'll be able to say what are the look for's in this particular question or this particular response that help us know that this person has the skill set to do the job
0: Thank you so much for speaking to that. I want to talk a little bit about what you said, Mike, in terms of Madison being an interesting place to lead. Mm-hmm. I am i am from Madison. I love Madison with my whole heart. I'm as critical of Madison as anybody, um, but I, I have a different level of reverence for what it means to lead here because of what it meant to me to be on the school board during the pandemic, and I got to watch school districts around the state and around the country um, face you know, threats of violence, have people really angry about taking basic safety precautions related to the pandemic. And we didn't have that in Madison. We had, you know, really encouraging emails. Um, we had folks who were willing to go the extra mile and distribute, uh, you know, supplies to help keep people safe. We had uh, families who went out of their way uh, to make sure that, that our schools um, we're as safe as possible and that we could prioritize public safety and make sure that kids had access to learning throughout the pandemic. Um, so I love leading in Madison. And in my opinion, Wisconsin has gotten a lot better in the last couple of weeks. Abortion um, was was recently re re uh, re as as a right um, here here in Wisconsin. I think this is a beautiful place to live. I think it's a great place to work. And I think that you you have to be critical of, of this community in order to, to lead here effectively. What are, are the things that you think make Madison a challenging place to work, Mike, as somebody who's been around for a while? And what are the things that you think make this a, a great community to, to lead in and work in?
1: Yeah, I, I can't help but reflect back that um, when the pandemic happened, I had come back to serve as the chief of staff for that year with the interim superintendent, uh, Jane Belmore, and uh, I could not be any more or of MMSD and how we quickly pivoted to engage in virtual learning across the district, whether it was getting 18,000 laptops out by UPS or delivering food. We were the first to have food ready for our students um, the next week and, and we did some wonderful work. Um, so I think no, a, I
0: mean, you all distributed hotspots. You all, um, you was, know, extended hours in which kids could have access to uh, child care for our essential workers. So if you had a mom who was a nurse, we had uh, a program that that made sure your kiddos. Had had a school that they could go to. You all worked tremendously hard, and there was uh, an outpouring of support from our community at that time. I think people forget that we passed two historic referendums at a time when school was virtual. Um, and I think that that demonstrates the kind of faith and long term commitment our community has to public education.
1: A- a- absolutely, I, I I couldn't agree more. And you know, I think the um, the complexities in leading is really our superintendent understanding our community and as we go through the search really ensuring that the candidates understand Madison and uh, I've, I've worked in several districts in the, this state and in, in one in Minnesota and I think the that uh, we have a level of support from our community that is is wonderful and we need to continue to earn that support. We did pass the referendum, and we're seeing the results of that referendum now. But we have our share of issues that, problem by problem, we tackle with a lens to serve all kids. And I think that we have to really ensure that the leader knows Madison and understands our firm commitment to all of our students in Madison, especially our black and brown students that... Um, have not fared well. We need to continue that work in that journey.
0: I think not fared well is the nicest possible way to say that. Madison has one of the largest achievement gaps in the nation, meaning our our white students do really well in comparison to students all over the country and all over the state, and our students of color do really, really poorly in comparison to students all across the state and all across the nation, uh, this has been a defining issue in conversations around our school district uh, for decades. My my entire life, I am a product of the said achievement gap, and in I can say, uh, achievement gap sounds, you know. Benign when when that's what you call it. When you're a young person who goes to our school, you experience it as discrimination at school. You experience it as being left out of your education, being pushed out of your classroom, being criminalized, um, getting a ton of negative attention. Addressing something like the achievement gap in a place like Madison, in a place that likes to think of itself as progressive, as a place that likes to think of itself as welcoming to all, that's a real job. Uh, Sylvia, I'm going to turn it over to you. How do you how do you find a candidate who can take on a a dynamic such as uh, the achievement gap that Madison has been talking about and not resolving for a very long time?
2: Yeah, that is a great question. And you know, the, the term that comes to mind is, we may be looking for a champion for equity, but also someone who can authentically communicate about the challenges that Madison is facing. I think the other thing is we want someone who has a demonstrated track record of closing gaps, right? We want someone who can articulate a plan to meet the needs of all students and particularly those who are furthest behind. I think that person will need to be uh, someone who can bring folks together around this common common goal and push the conversation forward. Um, it feels like from the initial conversations that I had, that, that I've had, that there is a lot of awareness and acknowledgement of the issues and um, having someone who can bring folks together to advance, um, you know, a, a true strategic plan to address these issues will be really important. Um, the other thing that this makes me think about is longevity. And we know that these issues did not just start yesterday, um, that these are, um, you know, the things that have developed over time. We know that in urban school systems, school, superintendent turnover is about two to Every two to three years, um, superintendents are, are are leaving their positions. So I know people want somebody who's going to stay. And what are those conditions, um, uh, those conditions for success that yeah. will help someone be able to remain in place and move forward on some of these key challenges?
0: I really appreciate that you named has a a history of closing gaps, because I think oftentimes when we talk about the achievement gap, what we think about is, is. Racialized dynamics or dynamics um, in which race and disability come together. One of the gaps we don't talk about frequently is the the gap in math. Right, like the idea that girls are less likely to be seen as talented and gifted or advanced learners in the area of math to this day in a community like Madison. So, really looking at uh, you know having having a holistic perspective on what equity looks like and what. You know, changing outcomes for students really requires and means to our our community. Mike, I, I I'm curious about You've gotten to see different leaders approach our different our district differently. Um, you've seen folks do things that work well. You've seen things folks do things that don't work particularly well. And you've seen how Madison responds either way. How how Madison mm-hmm. responds when you're successful. How Madison responds when you are not. Um, what would you want a, a candidate coming into Madison to know about what it's like to work here?
1: Well, of course, I'm biased because I love working here in Madison, but I think the a couple of things. Um, the, the next superintendent, I want them to know, uh, first of all, what a supportive community Madison is in terms of public education. And I also want them to be real about the challenges and understanding the challenges. And I want that uh, new superintendent to be able to, it's one thing about uh, implementation, but is the thing that you're implementing making a difference? And I know um, there's implementation metrics, and then there's results metrics, and we have to be able to look at both of those to know, is what we're doing making a difference for all kids? And so I think that's one of the important things. I talked about um, knowing the community, and I think also just being a really great listener um, to our community. Um, You know, we, we have some wonderful partnerships In the Madison Metropolitan School District. And our partners and our community can tell us a lot about the work we're doing. And I think we need to continue to be really good listeners and being willing to say we need to change course or we need to do something different because what we're doing hasn't been working. And so, um, you know, I noticed, you know, with the number of different leaders that we've had, we have had some. Leaders that have stayed a long time. Yes, and, we have. And I, I there was
0: one guy in charge almost the entire time I was in in school. I'm like Art made sure we never had a snow day.
1: And I, I used to tease uh, uh, Dr. <laughs> Cheatham that she was too soft that we should not always go on snow day. Oh man,
0: days. Art Rainwater was like, unless <laughs> the actual apocalypse of snow has happened, you children will be at that bus stop. Um but he was he was around for what 13 14 years, right? Yeah,
1: and I think yes. Um
0: So so we've had, you know, Jen was around for about 6. Uh we had Art, we've had Dan Nurad, um who's who's a briefer, you know, a a briefer superintendent and then we have Dr. Jenkins who was is, who's is here for that that kind of 3-year average that that Sylvia referenced. Do you think Madison is is a place where if you show up and you you do a good job, you can win over even your your harshest critics. Or do you think, you know, there's going to be some people who give you a shot, and there's going to be people who who make up make up their mind about you pretty quickly?
1: I think Madison is a community that is willing to support a new superintendent and listen and allow them to do the work that they need to do. Um, I think you know, we're still a wonderfully attractive district. Um, you know, as I was thinking about some of the unique things here, our relationship with the University of Wisconsin um, is different than most districts that have a Research one institution in the terms of the partnerships. We, working together with our community and our partners, we can solve problems in this district. And uh, we'll continue to have different uh, problems that arise that need thoughtful um solutions?
0: Madison is part of 2% of school districts across the country that have over 20,000 students. It is the second largest district in the state of Wisconsin. Uh, I I think a lot about the scale of work that you have to be able to do to work in Madison. We are the sixth largest employer in Dane County. you you have to be able to work at a high level and at a very large scale. How how do you know that somebody's experience um, has has given the the skill given them the skills that they need to work with a system that is as large as MMSD? Sylvia, I'm going to ask you that question first.
2: Yes, I think that is a critical skill set for any urban school uh, school district leader. Is someone who understands the complexity um, of a, uh, a school district and someone who has experienced building systems and structures that are long-lasting. Um, I think as we've been talking about the tenure of superintendencies you know what are those things what are those systems and structures that are going to remain in place um, that will allow the team to carry the work forward um, and we want someone who has not only the vision for the future, but someone who can build the systems and structures that are long-lasting. And so, as we again get into those specific competencies for the role, we will be trying to tease out what are those um, structures, systems that have that that potential candidates have been able to put in place that we hope have lasted uh, beyond their tenure in their previous work experience. Um, so we'll be looking for that type of evidence in uh, at every stage of our selection process.
0: Oh, thank you so much. That's such an excellent answer to that question. Uh, Mike, we're getting pretty close to wrapping up here. So I wanted to ask before we get going, uh, can you just remind our, our listeners, how to participate in the search, how they can get involved um, and add their voice to the conversation about who our next superintendent should be.
1: Sure, and, and thank you for bringing that up again. Um, first of all, if you haven't filled out our survey, which is available on our website, r- uh, click right off the main web page. Uh, that's one way. And then coming up on October 2nd, October 3rd, and October 4th, at 6 p.m., we do have large group community um, input sessions, and we hope that uh, the listeners will take advantage of those and come and help us uh, determine the important characteristics of our new superintendent. Um, I am so excited about this work, and I know that uh, our community will offer us great input in the board-selecting the next superintendent. Sylvia,
0: my last question is for you. Um, Thank you so much for joining us here today on WORT 89.9 FM. The superintendent is the one employee of the Board of Education. What should superintendents who are interested in working for Madison know about the Board of Education that they will be working directly for and with? Serving at the pleasure of...
2: (laughs) Well, um, as we've talked about, this uh, community, including the board, cares very deeply about public education, and they are, you know, from the board members that I've been able to engage with, they are thoughtful, they have their pulse, on, their finger on the pulse of what's happening in their respective uh, corners of Madison, and I think that these board members can be a tremendous resource to the next um To the next superintendent and so I'm hoping that this next person sees the board as partners in this work and really leans into building great relationships with the board because it is it is again it's one person uh, who reports to the board but serving uh, the entire community and students of Madison uh, Metropolitan School District.
0: Well, I have to thank you for that very generous description of our Board of Education. And thank you all for listening to WORT 89.9 FM. I'm your host, Ali Muldrow. This is a public affair. We'll see you next week.